and thank you for joining me today on Loyal World Info. Another day of the global spinning, another day of global news to digest. I offer a sane, rational voice for an insane, rational time. I will be your host, but first, let me share a little bit about me. I look forward to waking up to the international news like a child opening a Christmas present. I never know how I will act or activities I will do until after I unwrap my present. In the news case, what will I learn? What will it cause me to think about? What will I reflect back on? And what will I share with others? Stay with me and let's open presents together. Now, let's get into today's topics. Oh, and welcome to the topics of the day. Thank you for, again for joining me. Uh, keep in mind, all of these things will be in timestamps below and also on YouTube. And if you subscribe on YouTube, I will, depending on how many subscribers I get by the end of May, I will donate that to a Vietnamese charity called the Blue Dragons Children's Charity, which helps keep children off the street. So keeping that in mind, let's, uh, and by the way, there's also more topics that will be posted on YouTube as well. I only cover the international stories on this podcast. All other stories will be on YouTube. So anyway, here we go. The topics of the day were 4 or 5, April 5th, 2020. International, New Zealand, New Visa Law, Superheroes, Mask Up, Hotel Evicts, Healthcare Workers, Planes Grounded, Movie Theaters Reopen, Deport or Show Mercy to, and Sex Doll Arrest. Please stay with me and let's get into this. Moving on with my first article of the day. This comes from the New Zealand newspaper. And this article is Convoy 19 Coronavirus. New Zealand government to grant itself visa law powers for 12 months. And normally I do this kind of thing as a public service announcement for people in overseas when there's new visa changes. But in this case, it's a little bit more than just that. The government is temporarily amending immigration law to make it more flexible and responsive to changes post, uh, posted, posed by COVID-19. It will introduce a bill to Parliament tomorrow to support more effective management of visa ch changes. Immigration Migration Minister Leon Lee Galsway said the bill would offer Paramatic solutions. Once of of the practical challenges is to quickly manage via changes for large numbers of migrants who are unable to leave New Zealand due to the convoy 19 pandemic. He said, "Keep in mind, this is going on all over the world. People are. There was a Brit in Thailand just last week. He threw his wife out of a seven-story building, and his complaint." was he wanted to go home, but his country was on lockdown, as many countries are. Um, so that's why this is going to make news. The bill introduces, introduces eight time limited powers allow, 
allowing it to impose, vary, or impose, vary, or cancel conditions for classes of temporary visa holders, vary, or cancel conditions for classes of residence class visa holders, extend the expiration date of visa classes of people, grant visas to individuals and classes um, of people in the absence of the application, waive the regulatory requirements for certain classes of applications, waive the requirements to obtain a transit visa, suspend the ability to make applications for visas, submit expressions of interest, and revoke the entry permissions of people who arrive either on private aircraft or marine vessels. Now, the reason this is really important is because they don't even have to see you if they want. They can basically put 12 months automatically on your visa to extend it so you are, are safe in the country you're at. You don't have to worry about overstaying it. You don't have to worry about going to jail. You don't have to have that stress. And the reason this, to me, this made international news is because many countries want um, want something like that, like Vietnam, where I'm at right now. People want to stay longer, but they couldn't get to the embassies or the airplanes were not going. So what do you think about this? Is this a step that's not just for New Zealand, but something that would be good for the world? So please uh, like, comment, or subscribe below. I would really like to know if this would be something that you think should catch on and other governments should do. Or if you think this is too lax and might pose for illegal immigration to stay unlawfully. Maybe that's the negative effect of it. Again, like, comment, subscribe below, and leave those thoughts. Moving on to the second article of the day. Superheroes from near and far join in Indonesia's contavirus battle. And as you see, there's a picture here with Superman, Spider-Man, it looks like a few, some kind of Wonder Woman, which is not. And I don't know who this other guy is, but uh, superheroes are all wearing actual face mask, you know, for the medical mask. So let's hear why, why they're doing that. Volunteers clad as Superman and Spider-Man sprayed disinfectant against the coronavirus in Indonesia's island of Java, flanking the colleagues wearing the winged helmet of local superhero Gachuga, who shouted, Wear mask! Wash hands! Stay alert! The trio handed out masks, containers, and hand sanitizer, and bamboo slit drums while demonstrating how to correctly wash hands. Don't don't, uh, don't unmask and maintain security following reports of the spat of thefts in the residential areas. So people are actually st um, stealing these things. The Southeast Asian nations have reported more than 11,000 virus infections and 845 deaths. Though a sluggish early response to the pandemic and low rates of testing caused medical experts to worry there could be far more cases. Superheroes support the children will definitely obey their orders. Um, who, the guy who coordinated the event aimed at teaching people pro to protect themselves. So this, this whole article wasn't really for adults. It was more for kids. 
which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, first, washing their hands. Second, not wandering outside and always wearing a mask. Added Wakimo, who uses one name. People could use the traditional bamboo slit drums handed out to sound the alarm over robberies or thefts by any criminal who take advantage of measures against the virus, uh, he said. One resident welcomed the, the effect, saying it would encourage people to change their habits to protect themselves. Usually, it's very difficult to ask the children to wear masks because, because for them, it's a hassle. Yeah, it's probably like a, some gr young girls wearing a burqa. They don't like it at first, but then they love it later. In the city of Mascar, the neighbor, neighboring island of Sawaska, another group of superheroes was walking through the streets to get out the message. Raving traffic by busy intersection, volunteers dressed as Deadpool, Black Panther, and another grabbed in the red and bold body armor of Indonesian superhero Mama X held up parcels of red stay home and get well soon earth all right so what do you think do you think this would be a good way to teach children to um, wear masks would this inspire them or would this at least educate them or do you think this is misusing superheroes please like comment and leave your um, opinions below i'd love to hear from you moving on to our third article of the day and this one really is ethics and uh, an international topic Hotel evicts healthcare workers as North Samasa government gets behind on bills. So basically, the government is in charge of paying the doctors and nurses, and I guess they were paying the health the um, hotel for, for these nurses today. But let's read the article, and you'll see what happened. The travel hotel, uh, Kakushima Airport, has asked frontline medical workers to vacate their rooms on Saturday as the regional government has not paid their hotel bills. The medical workers all got a GI Tabal Hospital in uh, Makrasad District in New Delhi, uh, in the India, and they are being treating, treating the Convoy 19 patients. The incident caught the public eye after Facebook user Jordan Nagarago uploaded a live stream on the eviction on Saturday. Until today, these medical workers have been working for a month without pay. I wish the President Joko uh, would take action to, to in, on this matter, he wrote in the caption. Uh, Ruba Ramashka Samas, the, the chairman of the North Samata Indonesian General General who also volunteered as the GI hospital, confirmed that the eviction of the medical workers from the hotel. I was still working that morning when I suddenly got the notification to vacate the hotel room immediately. It confused us, he said. North Samama Health Agency held, uh, Haboski said that the provincial administration is troubled for the finances and was partly to blame for the incident. As we are experiencing the funding shortage, we have asked medical workers to share rooms, one room for two persons. 
However, they rejected the idea, so the eviction happened. Well, again, do you think they should have had a shared room? I do think two people can fit in a room even under the virus things, but maybe that's not what they were promised. As we are experiencing funding shortages, we have asked medical workers to share rooms, one person for two per people. However, they rejected the idea. So Ottawa added that the administration had spent nearly 1 billion ruples, $66,000, on the 80 medical workers it had put up in the hotel, excluding transportation and that workers' salaries. Nonetheless, he promised to settle the medical workers' hotel bills on Monday. Earlier uh, on April 9th, Home Minister Tata Kakashan said that the North Samaritan governor had pledged to triple the region's Convoy 19 budget to $1.5 trillion, which is also included in the stimulus package for the regional economy. On Sunday, the North Samaritan recorded 123 confirmed cases. Okay, so this was why this really, to me, made an international article. Um, are any of you, some of you are furloughed, so you're not working. But are, are others of you actually working, And but then your employer is telling you they have no money? And if so, for how long? Like, in most Asia, you work one month before you get paid. Or you get you get paid once a month, so let's say it's fifteenth of every month. So maybe you start the first, fine, but you won't even get money until forty-five days later. But um, if you start to say on the twentieth, you'll get almost a whole month paid on the following fifteenth. So should the workers have had money, or how? What should we do? What should people do to make sure that their staff is um, has a place to stay, or the basic needs are met? And is it the government's responsibility to, I don't know, pay? Or how, why were they so out of funds? And so leave your comments below. Is, does your company act like this? Yes, no. And what would be the appropriate measures to take? I would really appreciate hearing from you. Like, comment, subscribe. Okay. Moving on. You know, just yesterday, I heard Warren Buffett dropped all of his airline stocks. Okay, no problem. But even before that happened, I always kind of wondered where are the planes or what are the planes going to do? You know, as this economy uh, rumbles on, I try to find out, um, keep track of different industries within the economy and what's going on with them. So this one is about the airplanes. What's happening to the idle airplanes? Alice transformed into aircraft haven. Alice, by the way, is a place in Australia. As the coronavirus, as the coronavirus uh, crisis turns cities into ghost towns with quiet streets and empty skies, one of the country's most remote places is thriving. For weeks now, there has been a steady stream of gleaming new arrivals in Alice Springs from Four core 100s to A380s, all seeking a temporary home in Australia's dry and dusty red center. Their destination is Asia Pacific aircraft storage set on 100 heat Alice Springs Airport. From the 
being of a plane boyard where aircraft are broken up for parts and scrapped. So, yeah, uh, APAS provides around-the-clock maintenance for the jets until their airline or leasing company owners want them back. So, okay, so there are some places where airlines will go for planes that are being retired, and they'll be taken apart for parts to salvage. But in this case, they're being sent there because there's no work for these expensive things. Along, alongside grounded Boeing 737s, MAX 8 belongings to Silk Air and Fiji Airways sit four Singapore Airlines A380 and 3777s, four Scott A320s, two Knock Scott 777s, and three Forkers from Alice Airlines. Their combined worth is estimated to be more than $3 billion, and more planes are on their way as a result of the global health pandemic that forces thousands of aircrafts out to the sky. Now, the, if you visit the source below, you, this website has about 10 pictures of all the different, from Singapore Airlines, I saw some uh, Via Jets, I saw some North American planes. So airlines from all over the world are actually being parked here in Australia. Uh, while WAPS could be seen as a capitalizing on the crisis, managing the director Tom Vincent said it is not some overnight success story. The business I set up 10 years ago, we've been quickly working away to gain all the regulatory approval to maintain the aircraft and a lot of time and capital that has gone into that, he said. Had we not done that, we wouldn't have been able to capitalize on the current situation. We've always built everything so that we can manage a rapid expansion. Now keep in mind, some airlines, um, I learned this too by reading every day in the news, if a plane stays at an airport for like one day, they generally, the airport, generally will charge that plane one million dollars just to sit on the runway somewhere so i'm sure it's a lot less than one million a day where they're sitting over here all right so have we not done that we wouldn't ha have been able to capital okay so mr vincent has expressed to have a dozen st storage roads on the site by the end of june after fast-tracking his planned Stage 2 and 3 expansions, the new infrastructure will provide capacity for up to 100 aircraft, and judging by demand, that will be quickly snapped, snapped up. Yeah, probably more than 100 soon. If you're in this, you'll love aviation, and it's dreadful to see the industry hurt so much. But we're here to provide a service and it's a service that is valued by our customers, and we're happy to support them. So, okay, I'm going to stop there. But um, what do you think about that? Do you think um, it's good to have a place, or do you think somebody's profiting off of somebody else's uh, misery? Uh, would this be, do you like aviation? If so, what, uh, what would you like to share about it with the, the readers below? Please like, comment, or subscribe. I'd love to hear from you. Right. Well, this next article might catch a few eyes. Moviegoers return to theaters. And guess what? 
this is from Korea, South Korea for that matter. The long weekend, starting with Buddha's birthday on April 30th, seemed to have prompted moviegoers to return to theaters as the coronavirus epidemic shows signs of slowing down. According to the Korean Film Council on Sunday, the daily number of moviegoers for April 30th to May 2nd stood at 70,000 to 100,000. On April 30th alone, 106,000 people visited the theater, surpassing 100,000 a day for the first time since May since March 14th. The main attraction was kids' animation Trolls World. Didn't they put Trolls World like on a pay pay to watch on a Disney streaming? I I don't have that, so I don't know. But I think I read an article on that. Since opening theaters here on a April 29th, it has attracted 46,000 viewers. Movie the theaters are dusting off their seats as the country's lockdown rolls and starts a slow return to normal, with dates are being announced of the postponed release of new movies. So, this is my question for you. When are your movie theaters open? And how would you feel? I think I heard somewhere that American movies are going to open back up in July. So how would you feel in that case if some places like this, this is Korea, if they saw many movies before you did? In general, they sometimes see movies one week before America does just because of the, the way the things are released. But how would you feel, let's say, if Black Panther came out in two weeks? So sometime in May, but um, doesn't come out in America until who knows when, July or beyond. Would you be okay with that? Would you try to pirate it? Or if you're a movie gober, what movie are you waiting to see? And what are you doing while you are waiting to see a movie? Please like, comment, and uh, subscribe below. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm moving on to another very controversial article. This is probably one of the two most controversial articles I have today. And this one is Convicted Vietnam Child Refugee Fights Deportation After 30 Years in Hong Kong. So let's get into this. This, this will leave you with lots to think about and lots to respond to. Hong Kong. Three decades after landing in Hong Kong shores, a child refugee, Von Von Hong, is fighting efforts to deport him to Vietnam. Now that he has finished a lengthy jail sentence, so he does not want to go back to Hong Kong. Keep that in mind. Vietnam's boat people, Exodus, subsided years ago, but Vo 41 is one of just a handful of their remaining refugees whose fate remains undecided. And his battle against deportation degrades up memories of a grim chapter in Hong Kong's recent history. Since arriving in Hong Kong as a 12-year-old unaccompanied refugee in 1991, Vo has spent his life behind barbed wires and then bars. He was first housed in the notoriously violent refugee camp where tens of thousands of Vietnamese were placed often for years, until their cases were decided, most of which were eventually asylum into other countries. You know, it's kind of funny. This is one big difference to say between how Hong Kong or even Australia does it. Um, you know, 
if somebody like will walk into America, they'll go, okay, you're cool. You come back and settle your case five years from now, ten years from now, but they never come back anyway. They just like fade into the shadows. But in other countries, again, Australia, Hong Kong, they kind of put you in these little camps. Greece did the same thing. And, <coughs> and um, they make you wait before they assimilate you into the society. So what do you think on that? Do you think it's okay that you should wait? Or do you think they should get fade into the shadows? Leave your comments below on that. I would really like to hear. Let's continue with the story. Um, Beauvault soon ended up in prison for 22 years after he was convicted as a teenager for murdering a fellow camp inmate during an argument. Since completing his jail term four years ago, he has been held at an immigration center pending deportation, a uh, move he is fighting in the courts. If they send me back to Vietnam, I would rather be locked up here for the rest of my life, he told AFP. Besides the plagas barrier separating inmates and visitors. So why? This is why it's controversial. Why would he hate Vietnam so much that he would rather stay in jail than go back to Vietnam? I, I don't know. Vietnam has probably changed a lot since he was there. So do you think he could assimilate if he went back? Or do you think he should stay where he is? Let's keep going. This gets better. I have no family. And I have and friends in Vietnam. I don't know. I think most Vietnamese are friends with everybody. There are some exceptions there, I mean, though. In the years after the Vietnam War ended, some 200,000 Vietnamese arrived in Hong Kong fleeing poverty and persecution by the victorious communists. Uh, most made desperately dangerous voyages across the South China Sea on crammed and rickety boats, a method that earned the demographic their monkier. By the time the last refugee camps were closed in 2000, some 144,000 Vietnamese were resettled in third countries. 58,000 were repatriated, and just 1,400 were allowed to to integrate locally. Wow! So only like um, I don't know, two percent. Prisoners remain something in the gray area. In 2003, authorities said 15 Vietnamese inmates were eligible to stay in Hong Kong on completion of their sentences, while 18 others were, would be deported. Bo, who now speaks Cantonese better than Vietnamese, was never told what his status was. So, when he walked out of prison in 2016, he expected to be a free man. He got as far as the prison gate. A number of immigration officers waited, waited, waited with handcuffs with him, told, told me I would be taken to a detention center, he recalled. Now, this is kind of funny because, you know, in America, again, a lot of people will go to court and the judge will say, okay, you lost your case, um, so you, you can be deported or you, you're an illegal and you went to jail and now you serve your time, but um, you're still illegal, so... That usually the uh, immigration will be waiting outside of the jail to take you, then process you for deportation. But a lot of places in America, they're kind of uh, looking the other way. They're not telling these, this agency to come pick these people up. They'd rather let the illegals walk on the street. What do you think about that? 
All right, so let's keep going. Uh, two two years ago, I he won a judicial review against the immigration department's initial decision to deport him. A second immigration hearing is imminent, but it has been delayed by court closures during the coronavirus outbreak. Hong Kong's government declined to comment on Vo's case. The security bureau said that there are currently 18 Vietnamese nationals who have been deemed ineligible to receive local resettlement for various reasons, including imprisonment. Maybe if you got committed a crime, that's why you can do it. Vo argues he might be subject to political persecution if he was repatriated because his biological father was a South Vietnamese soldier who fled overseas and left him in the care of adoptive parents, who then sent him to Hong Kong. He fears being persecuted a second time for the murder in a refugee camp. Did he really do that, or is that a made-up story? I'd like to know. A lot of illegals will do that in America, make up stories. Asked about the killing, he reported, I certainly regret it. I did not know how to behave properly. My only way to protect myself in, with, that, with, with with violence was the only way I knew how to protect myself. The camp on the remote Cape was Whitehead, was roughly a place with violence and uh, rape uh, commonplace. People were fighting for everything, all the time, he replied. Hunger strikes and riots broke out in 1994 and 1996. Wow, that's, all right. Were only ended in Hong Kong, then they ruled by Britain. So when Brit, okay, so that's when Britain came in, was 94-96. They sent in the tear gas, wielding police via helicopters and armored trucks. Did you guys know that um, there was a riot back in that time? It almost makes me want to go YouTube search that, since Britain took part in quelling that. Supporters for Vo say he's reformed within prison, learning skills like bookkeeping, hairstyling, and sewing. In the immigration detention center, Vo said he spends his time using Cantonese to help fellow refugees file out paperwork. Von Vo Vong, an ex-convict from former Vietnamese refugee, has been a friend to Vo for nearly two decades since they met in prison. Bo has learned to behave after he grew up and studied in prison. Why can't he be given a chance? Vu was given a chance to settle in Hong Kong. Well, Vu was. Vu was given a chance to settle in Hong Kong after his sentence and became a construction worker. Asked about what deportation would mean to, for Vu, Vu, it would be another sentence of life impres- imprisonment. So, this goes out to most of my Vietnamese uh, readers. Would you accept this guy back? As after all, he's from your country. Would you re- like to repatriate him? Or would you say, you're no longer one of us. Get lost. Um, and what do you think about this story? This, is his, does his crime and his stains make him unforgivable? Or do you think you could teach him Vietnamese or you can make him a good citizen again? I really would like to know on that. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Hey, I did tell you there were two controversial articles. This is the second controversial article I found yesterday. 
And this is the Melmar News, but this has been over a few different newspapers around the world. Three men face 15 years in prison after being found with sex dolls. Alright, so this was in Australia. Sydney, Australia. Three men have been arrested as a result of coordinated operations conducted against the Australian state of South Wales targeting purchasers like childlike sex dolls. The men each faced a potential 15 years in jail if convicted of possessing one of these dolls under the new Australian Commonwealth offense introduced in September of last year to combat child-free related offenses. A multi-agency investigation team comprising of Australian Federal Police, of the Australian Board Force, and the New South Wales Police Force was formed after ABF officers in intercepted three separate importers of the dolls over the past two months. Financial uh, intelligence from Arstristic Australian Transportation Reporters Analysis Center, final an alliance with supporting from PayPal, uh, was used to against identifying the transactions involving the purchases of the dolls. Wow. So, first off, those of you using PayPal, keep in mind that uh, they will share your information of your purchases with others. That's something to keep in mind. These uh, detained distractions were referred to by AFP, Eastern Command Child uh, Protection Orders teams, to lead the formation of the joint investigation teams. Wow, there's way too many agencies involved in this article. Uh, on Thursday, the investigation teams executed search warrants at the two homes, one of the Garfield area and the one mid-north coast of any one north of Sydney. A 62-year-old man from the Garfield area was arrested at his home, accused of importing childlike sex dolls from China. Police well, will allege in court that they found the two dolls dressed in children's clothing as well as another children's clo clothing items at the property. The 62-year-old man was refused bail and appealed in Lamstone local court by video link. Okay, so that's cool. They're actually using um, the video so he probably doesn't even go to court anymore. It sits in the cell. In a second operation carried out on Thursday, a 42-year-old Sydney man was arrested in his home uh, in a suburb just north of Sydney uh, after investigation alleging found a sex doll designed to look like a young child imported from Japan and a second doll inside the property. The man appeal, appeared before the court um, and to get the charges. The detailed forensic examination is being conducted of electronics devices seized from both men's houses. So they're basically seizing their phones and trying to track everything the process. Meanwhile, a third operation was condemned on Friday morning in the the Griffin area, a 37-year-old man was arrested and charged with offenses for possessing a childlike doll imported, prohibiting goods without approval, and possessing child abuse material. He was scheduled to appear in court. Please do not allege any convictions between the three men. 
All right. Or any connection. Uh, uh, the AFP Assistant Commission, uh, Australian Center to Counter, said that importing the and processing childlike sex dolls is illegal, and any discovery of abhorrent items with or objective child children is concerning. Okay, you know I'm gonna stop there because I kind of read a lot, and I'm sorry I did, but um, I kind of got the point out that the point the uh, childlike sex dolls are illegal. It's kind of funny. I don't know if, if it's childlike or also adult. But Korea passed a law a few years ago, like 2017 or 18, that sex dolls were officially okay in the country. I don't know if it's for child ones up. But this brings me this brings me to my next topic, okay? How many years have we heard that um God video games are bad for you? They're gonna make you a violent person. You're gonna play a violent game and then go out and beat somebody up, or you're gonna go out and shoot somebody. When in reality, most people are that play video games are very chilled, very relaxed. So my question is, why? Why is this illegal? I'm not standing up for these guys or these three guys, but if you know, even even if, if somebody is a child molester, the fine, lock him away. But just because somebody has an adult sex doll or they have a doll, child doll, who cares? You know, it's it's their private life. And while you might say, okay, this is bad that, you know, this guy has it and I'm glad the police took it. What are the police going to take from you after they say what you have is bad? Because, all right, what comes around goes around in that aspect. So leave your comments below on this article. I'm I'm torn between civil rights, about the rights of the privacy and, and the rights of what they're doing and the stereotypes they put on uh, people that do things that, some people agree with, some don't agree with. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Please like, comment, or subscribe. Hi. The small clip you saw was brought to you by Loyal World News. If you like what you saw, you should subscribe and, tune and look up my daily Loyal World News report for its full version. If you don't want to watch it on YouTube, prefer to be on the road, I also have a podcast in, in every full-length video I put up.